Welcome to the Chicago Golf Report Podcast, brought to you by ChicagoGolfReport.com, covering everything golf in Chicago. Our guest this episode is David Breslow, who is the founder of Performance Success Strategies and the author of the book, Wired to Win. David has over 25 years of experience as a performance coach and has worked with numerous PGA and LPGA players using his unique program that takes fear, doubt, and negativity out of your golf game. You can learn more about David and sign up for a free introductory session by visiting theflowzone.net. Hi, this is David Breslow. I wanted to give you a little bit of information as to how I got started being the what I am now called as a peak performance coach and consultant. In my earlier days as a teenager, I was actually a competitive tennis player. And I was one of those players that looked really, really good, but lost to almost everybody. And it was a, it was a horrible experience for me being on a competitive tennis court. And it was so bad for me that I was just I was playing out of fear. I had horrible self-talk. You name it, I experienced it. And I can't tell you how many times I would come up to the net at the end of a match that I had just lost, and the opponent would say to me, wow, when we were warming up, I thought you were going to kill me. And I heard this time and time and time again, because I did look really good. I had all the shots. I moved really well. I had a lot of skill in the game of tennis, and again, lost to almost everybody I played early on. So that led me on a search, and I read all the sports psychology books, all the books on peak performance and so on, and I tried a little bit of it, and every time I tried stuff, it kind of worked for a little while, had sporadic results, and then eventually it would go away. It was either a day or a couple days or maybe for a few rounds in a tournament, but eventually it would always go away, leading me to kind of search again for the next big piece of information or the next answer which is exactly what a lot of my current clients end up doing as well. But that search led me to keep asking questions and saying, there's got to be something better than this. There's got to be something beyond the traditional psychological rhetoric that's out there. And eventually I came upon it. And what that was was really more getting back to kind of what I knew innately. Even at that time, I just didn't believe that that was going to be enough. And was understanding how the mind-body relationship really works, the mind, the body, and the emotions, and how they're always producing outcomes. And as I started to apply that knowledge and those insights, everything started to change. So at one time, I was an easy out for people in tournament play. I became a very, very tough out. And if you beat me, if you won a match, you had to beat me. You literally had to work really hard to beat me. And so that's my whole tennis career changed that way. And I realized at that time, I thought, well, there's got to be other people suffering the same way I am. And certainly there are. And that's what led me toward the work that I'm doing right now and the way that I'm doing it. So talk a little bit then about uh, one of the things you mentioned in there was the, the, the connection and the outcomes that are always produced by the mind, the body, and the emotions can you kind of give us a, a brief overview of that in a little bit more detail? Yeah, it, it's interesting. As I started working with, I started working with tennis players, of course, first. That was my natural circle. And then that spread out into the golf arena, which I have been doing for the last 12, 15 years or so. And it's interesting. The Many people think about the mental game as if it's something separate from their game. I hear this constantly from golfers. Oh, I need to go work on my mental game. 
And when I hear that, I kind of chuckle inside because they talk about it as if it's something separate, like a seven iron is separate from a nine iron in their set of golf clubs. The reality is the mental game is actually not part of your game. It is your game, the way that I teach it. And the truth is that it really only involves four elements, your mind, your body, your emotions, and the spirit of a person. And when I say spirit, I don't mean spirituality. I mean spirit, the core essence. When a person's spirit is broken, that person is broken. That's how deep and strong that is. So the mind-body relationship is really designed quite naturally to produce outcomes. Everybody is producing outcomes all the time, and there are laws by which this process takes place. They're very simple. They're very direct. They're very honest. And they're undeniable and provable, which makes my job really So the fact that this exists already, and I'm not making them up, I'm just talking about them, takes people beyond the fixed-tip approach that many people have tried already and find sporadic results the way I did at that time. And it brings people to a place of understanding very quickly of how they're producing these results and as they have this understanding, everything starts to change mentally, physically, and emotionally for them. So there are very specific laws by which this takes place. I talk about five laws, I would say, during the process. And the laws themselves are not rocket science. They're made up of words that people have heard before. The law of clarity, the law of cause and effect, the law of mental focus. Those are not new words. What's interesting is the conversation and the insights that take place around those laws. That's where what I call the magic. That's where the magic really is. And so then what is your role outside? So once you get done explaining that and kind of de uh, defining that to a, some, one of a, a client of yours, then what is your role with that? Is it to uh, clarify the, these laws to people and, and so that they understand it and how it affects it? Or uh, how do you kind of then... Uh, help people go forward? Well, the way the process works is, yes, they, we talk about it, they hear it, and in my opinion, what helps people in this process so quickly, because I really only work with people nine times. I have nine conversations. This is not a, a long, extended process. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the reason is that because the laws are so simple and so direct, there is no learning curve time, which sounds strange to a lot of people. Usually when you learn something, you have to kind of process it and see if it applies to you, and you kind of play with it in your mind and see how it works. With this, it requires no belief, and it requires no opinion. Uh, our opinion of them mean absolutely nothing. So a simple example of that is a non-performance law, but I talk about gravity, something everybody uh, can relate to. The law of gravity exists. I've never had anybody argue with me about it. And so what I always say is if we're up in an airplane and we're going to parachute, the door opens and you're about to go and you look at me and you say, Dave, I don't believe in gravity at all. I never have and I never will. And you're really adamant about that. When you step out of that plane, you're going down. And so the reality is gravity doesn't care what you think about it. It doesn't care if you believe in it or not. So all of the laws operate exactly the same way. Belief is not a factor. Our opinions are completely inconsequential. So the process goes very quickly because once you hear the law, you see how it relates to what you're already doing, 
because the laws are always running the show. They are right now. And you see how it's producing the outcomes it's producing. Then you go apply it for a few days and you own it. And that's what I really want with the people I work with. I want them to own it. I don't want them to believe it just because they heard me say something. And as they apply it and have their own experience with it, everything starts to change. And it really only takes nine sessions of conversation for that to happen. It actually starts happening on day one, and then everything just gets stronger and stronger from there. So when you get a, a client to the point where they get to the point where they own it, what kind of uh, outcomes come from that? Well, the outcomes are directly related to what most people relate to in terms of the traits of a peak performer. Mm-hmm. So I work with a lot of people who've done a lot of their own work. They read books by the popular people out there, like a Bob Rotella, for example. They take workshops. They buy CDs. They have a lot of knowledge about this stuff. And everybody knows that there are these traits of a champion. You can see them in every book. Chapter 1, confidence. Chapter 2, present time focus. Chapter 3, emotional flexibility. Chapter 4, optimism. Chapter 5, relaxation. So there are about seven to nine traits that are highlighted in almost every book on peak performance. The reality is, and I know when I say this to people, they have a hard time believing it. The reality is that I actually don't have to address any one of them formally, which blows people away because they're thinking, hey, I need to work on my confidence. You're telling me you're not going to talk about confidence with me? And my answer is, that's right. The reason is, as you learn these laws and apply them and you see the reality of them from your own experience, all of those traits start to show up as a byproduct. So the golfer ends up making better decisions is more mentally clear, emotionally is far more resilient than they were before, starts to make better choices on the golf course. We also talk about, obviously, a pre-shot routine that uses these insights, and we create a nice, clear, crisp pre-shot routine that puts them in position mentally, physically, and emotionally to optimize themselves. And all of a sudden, everything about them changes. Their body language, their demeanor, they're more relaxed, they're more consistent, Everything every golfer really wants, and that reflects later on, of course, into lower scores for many people, because every golfer calls me and tells me they want pretty much the same thing. The problem is they don't know how to get there. They've tried the traditional approach, and what's interesting to me is that 95% of them, when I ask, do you apply tips? Yes, of course I apply tips. I read the books. I watch the golf channel, I do whatever I can, and I try to apply tips. And my next question is, how long do they last? And usually when they're done laughing, they'll tell me, not that long. That's the most common phrase I hear, not that long. And there's a reason for that. The reason is that they're, what, they're doing what I call a cut and paste. So the analogy I like to give is, if you live in a home that's falling apart on the inside, the foundation, the pipes are rusting, and the wood is rotting, Would you paint the outside of the house and think that you're doing a good service to the foundation of the house? People say, well, no, that would be dumb. But that's exactly what we're doing as golfers. When we read these books and we try to apply these tips, that's like painting your house. Because invariably, the foundation, which I'm calling these laws, because there's nothing happening prior to these laws taking place, that's the foundation. If you don't address that, 
you can apply all the tips you want, and they're going to go away eventually. And that's why so many of the golfing clients who call me are frustrated. I often get people who call me and say, hey, I've tried everything I heard about you, and I'm hoping you're going to help me because I just don't know what else to do at this point. I seem to get that kind of golfer. I'm not quite sure why. But that's really what's out there. It's out there in the books. It's out there on the Golf Channel. It's, it's the same psychological model that's been used for I don't know how long. And, the, and again, the reality is how often do you need to hear it's important to be positive, it's important to be confident. I call that the duh factor. I don't know anybody who doesn't already know that. So I say to people, do you want to pay me to have, to have me remind you that it's important to be positive and important to be confident? And they all say no, because they've actually paid money to hear that kind of stuff. And I don't ever, I've done this 25 years, I have never told a client to be more positive and to be more confident. Because if they could do that, they'd be doing it already. I'd rather go right to the root cause, which are these laws. There's nothing happening before that. That's building the foundation. And all of those traits they want, enjoying themselves more, being more positive, being more confident, being more mentally clear, being emotionally more uh, um, consistent, and all of those things they're looking for show up. And what I'm really talking about here is the power of the mind-body relationship. We have these tools when we, when we are born, the mind, the body, and the emotions. We all have them. It's just a matter of now putting them in sync. And when they're in sync, everything you do, you will do better. That's the one guarantee I can make to people is when those parts, the mind, body, and emotions are in sync, everything they do, they will do better. So is, is part of your uh, help then working with your clients helping them get things in sync or does that come naturally once they understand the laws? Well, that's the end, end game, yes. Mm-hmm. And just by virtue of this awareness and these insights, they are automatically becoming in sync. I don't talk about how to put them in sync mm-hmm. because that's more, that's more of an intellectual game. So here's an interesting uh, distinction that I asked my clients to make right at the beginning, and maybe you'll be able to re- relate to this as well. Mm-hmm. When they call, they tend to download everything they know about themselves, and it's usually quite a lot for a lot of people. I do this, I do that, and then I have trouble with this, I have trouble with that, and they go on and on and on. And at some point, I either stop them or I wait for them to finish, and I say, well, okay, are you done now? And they'll go, well, yeah. And I'll ask, do you consider yourself an intelligent person? And they say, yes, of course. I've never had anybody say no in 25 years. <laughs> and, and, of course, everybody has intelligence. And then I will ask, okay, you are an intelligent person. Would you, is there a part of you that would buy into the reality that you may be intelligent, but you may not be very wise? Now, when I say that, half the people know exactly what I'm talking about, The other half think I'm calling them stupid, which I'm not. I want them to make that distinction right off the bat that intelligence, if that was the answer, so many more people would be getting what they want. How many intelligent people are on this planet who are sabotaging themselves in one form or another every day? And we know that this is true. Clearly, intelligence is not the answer. And a lot of golfers are very heady. They're very intelligent about their game and about what they know about themselves. But I ask them, 
would it, is, is, would a wise golfer go out on the course and sabotage themselves the way that you do? And immediately they answer no, without any thinking at all. So there's a part of them that already knows. And so what I say to them is, look, this process is going to make you wiser. I'm not interested in making you more intelligent. And they, they want more information. I say, look, you, why would you call and ask for more information? When you play your best, is it a state of more or is it a state of less for you? Everybody says less, of course. So now you're calling me and saying you want more? You don't need more to think about. You're already thinking way too much when you're out there. You don't want more to think about. You want less. So in my mind, this is really a subtraction process. Um, these insights are actually helping people move the garbage out of the way because that better golfer, in my opinion, exists already in everybody. And when you move the stuff out of the way, I like to give a voice to, to body parts. Mm -hmm. So like if your mind, body, and emotions could speak to you, they would be saying, Walter, would you just get out of the way so I can do what you've trained me to do? Please, you have put so much stuff covering me over it that I can't perform. That's what it would be saying if it could speak. Mm -hmm. And so these insights, because they're so simple and because there's nothing to argue with and because you see there's no loophole, there's no gray area here, and your opinion doesn't matter and your belief doesn't, is a non-factor, that you so very quickly see that, oh, I see what it is. I get it. Just like you get gravity. It, it, that's how easy you get it. Like nobody argues with gravity. Nobody says, hey, I get it here but not over there. No, it doesn't work that way. Gravity is gravity. It works the same everywhere. So, yes, this process does generate that sense of confidence and optimism and all those traits that everybody's looking for just by virtue, <clears throat> excuse me, just by virtue of somebody's awareness going from a two to an eight on day one. I've had people change making different choices and thinking differently just on day one, and we haven't even gotten into anything yet, just because their awareness level changes. And I can't stop harping on this point with people that everything I've just said is really a testament to the power of this mind-body relationship of being human in the, in the essence, because every human being is endowed with this capability. We all have the same tools. Everybody has a mind, a body, and, and emotions. We all have these tools. I call them power tools. And the real question is, are you going to put them in sync or not? So a real quick analogy about that is, if you're a world-class violinist and you go out on stage to play and I put your violin out of tune, there's no way you can play beautiful music. And if that frustrates you and for the next two weeks you go learn more, and you practice more, and you study more, and you go back out, and your violin is still out of tune, there's no way you're going to play beautiful music. So this is what I say to the golfers. I say, look, you're trying to play beautiful music on an instrument that is woefully out of tune, and it doesn't work. You study, you practice, you do all these things, and yet it's still not working for you. Something's missing, and what's missing is this foundation. And it's really an interesting conversation for people. It's a conversation they don't have. It's a conversation that is far different from the world of psychology or counseling. As you may be able to tell from what I've said thus far, that I'm not talking about psychology at all. 
There are no vague concepts or hard-to-untangle theories, just like gravity or planting is another example. When you plant an apple seed, why don't you get a watermelon? And everybody says, well, because I planted an apple seed. Yeah, but why? What, what the, what's the process happening there? I don't know. The process is it's a natural law. You, you can pray all you want for a, a watermelon to show up, do whatever you want, and still not going to show up. It's a law. You can't mess with it. You can't change it. You can't do anything to it. So that's how direct and really honest these laws are. And people get that right from the beginning. And they see how quickly that, oh, I, I really can't do anything with this. It's true. I can't stop it. I can see what it is. And now I have a choice to use it consciously to get what I want or to use it unconsciously to keep getting what I don't want, which is what most people are doing before they call. Because as I mentioned before, the laws are always running the show. They are now, and they will be six months from now, 60 years from now. You know, on my website, I used to say, uh, change the way you play the game forever. And when I said that, people thought it was a marketing ploy. And he's like, yeah, who's going to believe that forever? Sure. But the reality is, because I'm teaching and talking about laws, the law is going to be the same 500 years from now as it is today. That's why I used to say forever. I took it off because too many people were, were reacting to that in a negative way, thinking it was just marketing. But the truth is, it is forever. Because as long as you remember it and consciously go back to it, that law is going to remain the same. It won't change. And that's why I think, in my opinion, that the players I work with have a consistent factor over time because they understand that this foundation will work for them three months from now and tomorrow, and it doesn't change. So that's why I only talk to people nine times because during that process, everybody gets what they get. It's not leading to a level two or a level three. You get the goods, and we're done. And if you want to talk further, then, there, you know, there's a maintenance conversations once in a while. But for most people, everything they get, everything they need is received during those nine conversations. Plus, they're applying it every day. So you don't even have to be playing golf to apply these things because you're applying them throughout every moment of your life, no matter what you're doing. Talking to a spouse or a family member, going to the supermarket, driving on the road. These laws are producing outcomes everywhere. So the more you're working with them and applying them, the stronger you're building that foundation. Then you just walk on the golf course and all of a sudden that awareness doesn't go away and that clarity doesn't go away and everything you do, you do better. It's really an interesting conversation. I, you know, all I, I'm a small part of it. I didn't make up the laws. They're not mine. I'm not married to them. I, I always say to people, I'm about 3%. Whatever enthusiasm or insights I bring to it from what I've learned over the years is one thing. But the laws are really the show. David, how, how can people go about, you know, if they want to learn more and they want to learn more about you, how, what's the first step that they could take? Well, I'd like to offer you and your audience, because what I'm now doing is offering a 45-minute free session. Oh. And I, I call it a, a, a test session like a kick the tires, because I know people may not know me, and I always feel like it's best to have a one-to-one -one connection 
So you get to hear somebody's voice. They get to hear mine. They can get my sense of humor. They'll actually learn a couple insights and a couple strategies. It's not a 45-minute infomercial, mm-hmm. which I've heard a lot of people tell me that they're afraid to do it because they think I'm going to be promoting myself for 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and that's not the case. There's actually meat in that. So I'd like to offer that 45-minute test drive to yourself or any of your folks if they're interested in doing that. And if they are, all they have to do is contact me via email at david.a.breslow, B-R-E-S-L-O-W, at gmail.com. They can also go to the web, www.theflowzone, T-H-E-F as in Frank, L-O-W-Z-O-N-E dot net. And I have a book called Wired to Win, The Mental Keys to Play Your Best Golf, which you also will find on the website. And if you want to call directly, it's 847-681-0247. I hope folks would like to take advantage of that free test drive session. I would love to speak to the local golfers. Yeah, and and just speaking from my experience, I mean, you've already sold me in terms of I want to do this because, like I said, the, the whole path that you've talked about and everything rings so true with the experiences that we have as golfers and the, um, you know, the frustrations and everything else, and we kind of keep trying to go uh, a certain path. And this path that you've described and kind of understanding the laws that are governing where it's less is more and less thinking is more is really appealing. So I, I appreciate uh, this offer, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are going to appreciate it as well. So, um, oh, it's my pleasure. This has been the Chicago Golf Report Podcast. Visit ChicagoGolfReport.com right now for exclusive discount offers, Chicago golf news, and in-depth event listings.